Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. This is Terrence Wilson, lead pastor of Cool Church. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. Who has a Bible? Hold it up. Let me see it. Let me see you on the last day. Last day is being faithful. Come on, holding Bibles up. I like big Bibles and I cannot lie. Come on. The bigger, the better. The bigger the Bible, the more saved you are. That's not true, but it makes you feel better about yourself. If you got your Bible, turn to Mark. Mark. Mark chapter 7. I love Mark. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible, and I'll tell you why in a second. But Mark chapter 7, we're going to read verses 31 through 37. If you have your Bibles, you can read along with me. If not, it'll be up on the screen. If you've got the app, you can use the app as well. Mark chapter 7. Verses 31 through 37 read something like this. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee into the region of Decapolis. There, some people, say some people, brought him to a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, watch this, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. I would end up on the shade room so fast if I did that to somebody in church. Lord, they would cancel me so quick. But you can't cancel me because I've been called. Sorry, it's the preacher in me. Can't help it. Um, he looked up, I love this, to heaven and with a deep sigh said, I love this, he said to him, Ephatha. I love that, which means be opened. Look at your neighbor, say, be open. Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't like so much because you picked them second and say, be open. I'm glad I could make y'all laugh with that joke every week. Makes me feel so good about myself. I love it. At this, the man's ears were open and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. How many of you could testify in your life that Jesus does everything well? Amen? It's the only service I'm preaching this morning, so I'm going to give you all I got. You ready for it? If you if you taking notes today on this last message in this divine disruption series, who has been here? You can raise your hand and say, I've been here every week for this divine disruption series. Let me see. Oh, man, y'all faithful. Praise God for y'all. Five weeks in. I love it. But if you're taking the, uh, notes on this message, the Bible says in Jedediah 57, 5, that those that taketh notes shall get it to heaven. If, if you believe that, I got more work to do than I thought. Um. <laughs> Take notes. They, they may not uh, help you in this moment, but they'll always point you back to a place in God's word that'll help you when you need it the most. Amen? If you're taking notes, I've entitled it this. Love in action. Love in action. Let's pray. 
God, once again, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you that before the earth began to spin on its axis, you knew each and every human that would be here today. You knew each and every human that would be watching online. And God, I pray that I would lie down as you rise up. Don't let these words be my own, but let them come directly from your throne room of grace. God, open hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that will always and only be about Jesus. God, I pray for the one, the one that needs to hear this word the most. God, I know it ain't too late. I know it seems like we in the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down on this year. But God, it's never too late. Never too late for you to show up and take this thing into overtime if you need to. God, I trust you. Because without you, we got nothing. So God, I pray that you show up in a way that somebody needs show up in a way that's tangible God God let somebody feel your warm embrace that's never felt it before and remind them that you are the God that is close to the brokenhearted. I pray that you would do these things today God help me hold it together in Jesus mighty name I pray and everybody said everybody said somebody give Jesus one more shot of praise come on I ain't got much time, so I'm going to go quick, man. I, I, I want to lean into this thought one last time of divine disruption. And, and we've been talking about disruptions all uh, December long. People don't like disruptions because the denotation of disruption or the definition is a disturbance or a, a, a problem um, which interrupts an event, an activity, or a process. Amen. From the mouth of babes, I love it. So that's the first definition of disruption, but I like the second one even more, and this is the one we've been leaning into. It's a radical change to an existing industry or market due to technological innovation. And I've said this for five weeks in a row that disruption is necessary to innovation. Disruption is a necessary step towards innovation. If things don't change, we cannot grow. If we continue to do things the way that we have always done it, we will always get the same result. But how many of you know that Jesus has come to disrupt your world? He has come to disrupt your common practices, your religious notions, your common thoughts. Jesus wants to shake your world upside down and plant a seed of something new in you. He wants to disrupt the way that you have always done things. And I know that 2023 is almost over and some of us have just casually gone through this year and we've been doing the same things and we've been getting the same results and we've been wondering, God, why haven't you showed up? I've prayed, I've tithed, I've, I've come to church, I've done the things that you are asking me to do and you're getting disrupted in life and you're wondering, God, I've done the stuff you asked. Why has the disruption? disruption come maybe God wants you to lean into that disruption because there's a lesson that you'll learn on the other side of it maybe the thing that you think is trying to stop you from doing what God has called you to do might be the one last thing in 2023 that God is waiting for you to lean into because he wants to do something new to you through that disruption 
If you lean into the disruption, there's always something new on the other side. And I love Jesus because we talked about it last week that God literally wraps himself in flesh, comes to earth in the form of a baby, the most humble, non-threatening king ever. Why? He does this to disrupt humanity. You see, the Jews were waiting on a king that was going to overthrow the Roman government and God says, I'm not coming that way. I'm going to come in a way that is non-threatening. I'm going to come with love. I'm going to come with compassion. I'm not here to overthrow this government. I am here to overthrow what is governing your heart right now. And I got to come in a way that you are going to receive me. And I love that Jesus is called Emmanuel. He says, I'm not the God that's going to sit on a throne. I'm the God that wants to be with you. I'm going to change up your perception of who you think I am. I love Jesus because he is the divine disruptor. He shows up at the right time because he wants to come with change. And I love this because Jesus, in the book of Mark, which we are leaning into today, he comes with a very specific Mission. He doesn't come like the king that is looking for servants to lord his power over them. For Mark 10 of 45 tells us that the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. This is a disruption to the normal thought of what a king should come as. He says, hey, I ain't come. For you to serve me, I came so I could show you what service is first by giving my life on a cross. And I love it because that verse in Mark 10 gives us the clear theme of Mark's entire gospel. It, it describes Christ as the suffering servant in the Son of God. He was a suffering servant. And the other thing that I really love about Mark, I like to call Mark the action gospel. There's four parables in Mark, but there's 18 miracles in Mark. And it's, it's episodic in the way that it's written. Oftentimes you'll see a word in there that says suddenly. It's like Jesus jumps from one event to the next event and you see miracle after miracle after miracle. And today I want to use Mark just for a moment to describe the miracle working power of the greatest servant of all, Jesus Christ. You see, it's the last day of 2023 and how many of you know Jesus has time to work a miracle look at somebody and say it ain't too late look at the person you like and say it ain't too late look at the other person and say it ain't too late you see some of you came in here thinking that the clock is ticking oh pastor was a liar because he told me on January 1st this is about to change my life no I, I tell the truth shame the devil God still got time God still got time. Maybe, maybe it's not about how much time God has left, but maybe it's about how much anticipation you got in your spirit. You see, I'm the guy that, oh, I'm, I'm the person that always believed that my God wants to do a new thing. He's always got time. He's the God that shows up late in the midnight when you think there's no time left. When the doctors have said what they said, when the eviction notice is already on the door. I serve the God that says, don't worry about what they say. I got the final say. Everybody else can read your story, but I'm the one that writes your story. So I'm the one because I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the middle. I am everything. I already know what's happening. So it don't matter what it looks like right now because when I step on the scene, it ain't too late. 
God still has time to work a miracle. I, I love this because it's never too late with God. And I love looking at Mark because we really get to see in these 18 miracles, the miracle working power of the suffering servant, Jesus. But there's one miracle that sticks out to me in particular that I want to speak about today. If there were by chance mechanics to a miracle, I think that the miracle in Mark chapter seven would have the mechanics to the miracle. It would display them best. I already told you, I believe that God is love, right? So let's see in Mark chapter 7 how Jesus shows us love in action. Three points I want you to get and we'll get out of here. The first one is this. Love in action is always close to the desperate. Love in action is close to the desperate. Look at Mark chapter 7 verse 32. Watch this. It says there's some people somebody say some people it says there's some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. I love that they beg. Why? Because begging is a clear sign of desperation. Let me tell you something. Uh, when, when, I, when I, you know, I make mistakes, I, I would like to think and believe like every husband that I am the perfect husband. But there's some times that I mess up. I love you too, girl. And when I mess up, y'all, I'm like an old 90s R&B song. I'm like, baby, please. I start begging like Keith Sweat. You know you want. Why he sing like that? Like, I, I should have I got paid. I could, I could do that. I'd be begging, y'all. Baby, please. Like, I love a good 90s army. Baby, please. I don't know what's wrong with this generation. In the 90s, we knew how to bag when we needed to bag, fellas. Ladies like that. A sign of desperation. Begging is a sign of desperation. And I love this because in order for a miracle to happen, there must be a sense of desperation. Nobody, like, is casual when they need a miracle. Like, oh, I need a miracle. No, 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 no. If that's how you approach a miracle, you don't need a miracle. You're too comfortable if that's how you come in at a miracle. And I love this because it seems like everywhere that Jesus went, a sense of desperation followed him. Look at it scripturally. Mark 5, 6, it says, when they saw Jesus from a distance, he ran at his feet and fell to his knees in front of him. That, he didn't say, Jesus, I need some help. Jesus! That's, that's desperate. That's a different kind of posture. Some of us may want something from Jesus. I just feel like we come to him too casually. Where's the desperation in it? Mark 5, 22 through 24. One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, what did he do? He fell at his feet. He, he says, he pleaded earnestly with him. Why? He says, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so she will be healed and live. And Jesus went. He saw the man's desperation. Mark 5, 26 through 27. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. She ain't had nothing left. She was sick of seeing doctors. She got, she, listen, she got a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion. None of the opinions were opinions she wanted to hear. She was desperate. She was desperate. Yet instead of getting better, the Bible says she got worse. 
And when she heard about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his clothes. She's like, man, if I, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. If I could just get close enough to him. Mark 6, Jesus feeds 5,000 hungry people. Why? Because he saw a problem there. He had compassion on them. In Mark 6 again, the disciples are stuck in the middle of a lake. They got a problem. They were desperate. Mark 7, there's a Greek woman. She has a demon-possessed daughter. She had a problem. It's funny how the people are drawn to Jesus by their problems. Problems are like a magnet. And what makes me laugh so hard is people get frustrated when they got problems. But from what I just read, it appears that these people's problem was the only thing that got them to Jesus. A lot of us get angry about problems, but problems actually seem like a blessing in disguise. I would actually feel sorry for you if you thought you did not have problems. That's a problem because Jesus is attracted to people with problems. Just like, let me, let me see who I can help. Let, let, me, let me see who I can bless. Let me see who's desperate enough to choose me as a solution over themselves. Jesus is attracted to the folks with problems. So let's have a paradigm shift in 2024. Instead of getting mad when you have a problem, get glad because a problem is a magnet that attracts your miracle. There's so many people that want a miracle, but here's the truth. You can't be the center of the miracle if you're not at the center of the problem. God, save me. Help me. I don't want no problems, though. Then, what, then you don't need a miracle. Miracles don't come when everything is okay. Miracles come when you are in a place of desperation. Everybody wants the miracle. And we see what God does for other people, but we don't know what other people had to go through to attract the miracle from heaven. You want people's miracle, but you don't want their misery. You can't be the center of the miracle if you ain't at the center of the problem. Doesn't work like that. It's attractional. I love that. We don't get mad when we see a problem. We see an opportunity for Jesus to show up and be the miracle working God that he is. This is why I love this church. Man, listen, I'm attracted to problems. I love seeing problems. I don't want people to have to go through nothing, but a problem for me is not something that upsets me. It just provides an opportunity for God to do something through me. But guess what? He hasn't just been doing it through me. He's been doing it through you too. Y'all, this church has been a miracle magnet. Can I tell you that this year alone in 2023, we have attacked the problems, not just of this community, but surrounding communities and communities all over the world because of your generosity to date this year already. And we're not done because it's still got some time left in 2023. You have given $130,000 to solve problems. We Listen, you've given a lot of money this year, but I'm talking about just with our missions, just with our outreach, just with our benevolence, just with our bereavement. We have literally 
paid rent off. We have literally helped people with cardinals. We have helped people when they have funerals. We have given to the hungry. We are building churches in other places like Kenya. Can somebody say amen? We have blessed people in this community that have needed the help the most. We have blessed the disenfranchised. We have blessed the hurting. We have blessed the downtrodden. And because of your generosity, we have literally been able to be a miracle for people that find themselves in a place of misery. Problems will always attract an answer and his name is Jesus. The other thing that, 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 that really excites me about this verse and it impresses me in this passage is the deaf and the mute man is the one that needed the help. But here's the truth. We don't even know how desperate he was. We know how desperate some people were. I, I, I love this because I'm sure that the deaf and mute man was desperate, but Mark tells us how desperate some people are. We don't know if they were this man's friends. We don't know if they were this man's family. They are just called some people, but thank God, some people thought that that man was important enough to get him to Jesus. Let me ask you this. How desperate are you to see Jesus touch the people you love? What would happen if some people at Cool Church would see how desperate the needs of their friends and their family were and they were so desperate that they would do whatever they had to do to get people to Jesus? You see, this man was deaf and mute, and if I can be honest, that's a lot what people look like in 2023. It's some deaf and mute people. You say, what you talking about? They have closed their ears to the gospel, and they have shut their mouths to professing who Jesus is. They are deaf, and they are mute to who Jesus is, and I don't know about you. I don't just come to church to have a good time and praise and worship. I want a sense of desperation to build up in me for those that are lost. Our mission is to build strong families, to build strong futures, but not just families on earth. I'm trying to build the family of heaven, which means I don't just want to try to grow this church by finding people at other churches and saying, come to this church no I want a church full of lost people that are looking for something something that they have never experienced before I want to introduce them to the divine disruptor of Jesus and I want to change their cultures I want to change their passions I want to change their religious spirits and let them know that there is somebody that is better than life itself and if they are lost he can find them if they are broken he can heal them if they are lame he can help Help them walk, and if they are blind, he can make them see. If you believe it, say amen. I'm looking for some believers with some hearts for lost people. But this is why I love this house. Because in 2022, Cool Church saw 573 documented salvations. 2022. In 2023. We saw 1,000, one human, 1,001. Y'all too passive for me. I don't feel a desperation 
in this place. Y'all, we almost double the amount of people that are documented and got saved, signed, set free, and delivered by the power of Jesus Christ because some people in this congregation and some people online said, no, 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 no. I can't let my family stay the way it is. No, 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 no. I can't let my co-workers stay this way. I got to share the truth about Jesus is. I got to let them know who gives real freedom because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If you believe it, say amen. Believers in Jesus must have a heart for people that have never heard his gospel. And I'm thankful that we saw a thousand people saved this year in two services. I can't wait to see what God does in three in 2024. But there's so many people, y'all, we cannot lose our desperation for them that are blind, that are deaf, and that are mute spiritually. And Jesus requires us to have a desperation for them so that they can see the truth that we see. They can hear the truth that we hear and they can speak the truth and love that we speak that we get from our source who is Jesus. Are you desperate to bring the spiritually deaf and mute to Jesus? Love in action is close to the desperate but I love this. Love and action can be uncomfortable. Love and action can be uncomfortable. Mark 7, 33. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers in the man's ear and spit and touched the man's tongue. I know that's a miracle, but let's be real. That's gross. Like, that's nasty. Yeah, I hope I ain't get in trouble for saying that, Jesus, but that's nasty. Could you, could you imagine? Hey, hey uh, let, let me get an object lesson. Like Harold. No, I'm just kidding, Harold. I just say, yeah. It's like, come here. I ain't sticking my finger. I don't even like sticking my finger in my ear. Let alone somebody else's ear. And it's... it's <laughs> say, stick it in. Say, ah. Here you go. Bless you. That's terrible. That's nasty. Like... <laughs> Why would, why would Jesus do that to this man? Like, of all the way, like, listen, like, if that's how I got healed, I got to get healed, God, you can keep that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want that healing. <laughs> she was like, I want it only if it's from me, girl. What? That's weird. But, like, it's, it's strange because it's strange the way that Jesus does things. I know he does everything for a reason, but Jesus could have just said, you're healed. He actually didn't even have to say anything. He could have been like, he could have been like, like he could have done anything. He's like, nope. You're healed. Like, of all the things that Jesus could have done, he chooses to stick his finger in the man, your spit. And then touch the man. Talk about an uncomfortable situation. Let me ask you a question. What was the man's problem? He was what? Deaf? And what? He was what? And what? He was what? And what? If Jesus would have spoken, the man would not have heard him. I'm trying. 
If Jesus would have said, be healed, man would have said. He would have spoken. The man would not have heard him. How would this man know where his healing came from? If Jesus just spoke it. How would he know? How, how would he know where the source of the miracle came from? He couldn't hear? It wouldn't make sense. And I love this because some people did not bring the man to Jesus for a word. If you catch the scripture before it said he brought him for a touch. Some of you looking for a word when you need a touch. That's a whole nother message I ain't even got the time for. I ain't got the time for that today. Looking for a word, you actually need a touch. I love this because Jesus could have spoke it and it would have been done. Hear me. But in order to heal the deaf and mute, he had to give him something he could see and something he could feel. He needed something he could see and something. What am I saying? Jesus gives this man a tailor-made miracle. Some of you looking for a miracle like somebody else got it. You hear the prophet speak a word by somebody else. I want that word. He's like, uh, that word ain't for you. I got a whole other thing for you. I ain't got a word for you. I'm going to give you something you can see and something you can feel. I don't know about you, but I serve the God that does not approach every problem the same way. I serve the God that has a tailor-made miracle for me. I don't want my God to bless me the way that he blessed you. I want the specific miracle that I need because my God knows all of my needs and will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory the way that I need to see them and feel them and receive them so that nobody else gets the credit for what my God does because if he does it the same way for somebody else I might be tempted to give somebody the credit or I might be tempted to take the credit for myself but God will do the miracle in such a way that it is undeniable that it was him that did it specifically for you in the way that you needed so that you would give God the glory if you believe it say amen This is the God that we serve. He ain't giving you no off the rack miracles. He has a bespoke, custom, tailor-made miracle for you even in 2023 with 12 hours left. And if you think that's something, watch what he makes for you in 2024. I don't want everybody else's miracle. I want the one he has for me. I want something I can see. I want something I could. <laughs> See, love and action will heal you specifically in the way that you need to be healed. Give you something you can see, something you can feel. I actually need some folks to help me. I know you're scared because it's uncomfortable, right? If I call your name, just come to the stage. Rose Clemens, Venice uh, Catron, Alyssa Anderson, Jasmine 
Hubbard. Just come to the stage. Don't be scared. Come, come, come. Quick, quick, quick. Rose Clemens, Venice Catron, Alyssa Anderson, Jasmine Hubbard. Don't be scared. I promise you. It's uncomfortable. It's weird when the pastor gets like, what I did? Y'all come, come, don't hang outside. Come, come over here. Come, come holler at your boy real quick. I just so, so, so. <laughs> Y'all all right? Y'all, you good? Y'all good? Rosie, come stand on this side so I got like, so it's nice and even. Y'all come get close. I, prom- I ain't got cooties. I ain't got COVID. I promise you I'm, I'm good. So, so. Do, any, do y'all know why I called y'all up here? Okay, no, they, t- they terrified right now. Y'all give it up for y'all sisters in Christ. Cry. And you know what, for, for the heck of it, I'm going to help somebody else that, that ain't even here. Watch this. Um, I'm going to just say, that, uh, you know what, it's more fun if I do it like this. Rose, you all right? Rosie, I love you. Y'all don't know, Rosie, like, she sets up the green room. She is the nicest human of all time. If you mess with Rosie, you mess with me. All of my Carol City will come out if you come at her the wrong way. I promise you it will. I I love your heart. I know you've been going through a lot of difficulties with some medical issues, and you are a phenomenal woman of God. Even in there's times where I got to stop Rosie from doing stuff. I'm like, if you don't go sit down somewhere, um, but she loves God, and she has a passion, and she's here and does not allow what's happening to her to stop her. So uh, I'm going to show you some love in action. I know it's been a little bit uncomfortable, but I know something specific that you need, and we got a tailor-made miracle that you can touch. And you can see. So let, let me let me see what I got for you here. We have four hundred dollars because I know that you needed a special breathing machine, and we wanted to cover that for you. Let me see. There's somebody else in our congregation. She's not here right now. Her name is Kiara. She serves faithfully. She is a mighty woman of God. And man, hey, how many of y'all can say that in 2023, life been lifing? It's been hard, man. People are good stewards, man. But sometimes, man, bills and stuff just catch up with you. She had a specific bill for her storage that needed to be paid. And she's been trying to do all the right things. And she was having trouble. So, Kiara, I know you're watching online, but we got a check for $300 for you to cover that bill for you. We love you. We love you. Bernice, yeah, I see. I like you got your North Face on. You got that North. You got that North swag. I, I love you so much. You got the brightest smile in the world. I, I, I just feel like you brighten up every room that you in. But she serves on our security team. She is she's an amazing, mighty woman of God, and I think you just bring joy in every situation. And I know, yo, renting something in South Florida is something else, ain't it? Oh, we're going to help you catch up a little bit. We got $1,000 for you to help with that. We love you. It's something to say you love somebody, but it's different when you give them something they can see and something they can feel. Alyssa, you ready? Yeah. You love Jesus. Um, an expecting mom. We know that. Uh, once again, I know life is hard, man. 
having to get ready to bring a human in the world and deal with all that stuff on top of all the bills. Uh, we wanted to make sure we bless you. Alyssa, we got $1,000 for you as well. Love you. I'm 99.9% .9 sure she's online right now because she is one of our online hosts. If you ever go online, you'll see a woman, her, her name is Osmary. She's online right now. Her and her husband, Greg, they live up in, give me, is it Rhode Island? They live in Rhode Island. They've been a part of this church for years now. One of our main online hosts, just blessing. At, uh, I'm so glad that we finally got an online campus pastor. Y'all give it up for Pastor Rick. Praise God. And he's going to be able to help and give Osmarie some assistance because she's literally been pastoring people through her messaging online. And Greg and Osmarie are phenomenal, man. They've had a couple of little tough times this year, as everybody has in the church said. Uh, and we're going to bless them right now. Osmarie and Greg, we got a check for you for $1,000 as well, man. Greg and Osmarie, we love y'all. If you want on the chat right now, she's been blessing you all service. Y'all get her some claps and some love as well. Jasmine, come here, girl. I love you, girl. You, you've been phenomenal. Our kids, our kids are better because of you. You've been a blessing in that space. You love on our babies. And I know life ain't been easy. And once again, I know living down here is very difficult and it is very expensive. So we want to bless you now with a check for $1,500 to cover those expenses. I'm actually have Pastor Yari come up. Come, come up here right now. There's an organization that we love that blesses the community so much, and it's called Four Kids. They bless uh, foster kids, man. They, they bless single mothers with things they need, like, like cribs and diapers. And you as a church, when you give on a weekly basis, we're actually covering a lot of those needs. Uh, but we wanted to give a check directly to the organization because, man, when you run a nonprofit like we have been for the last five years, sometimes you're just wondering like where the help is going to come from. And we love four kids, and Yari has worked for four kids for many years. She's actually lived in the house with many foster girls, and she's been guiding people and blessing people so I'm gonna come up here and have her stand as a representative because we're giving four kids a check for $1,500 as well and last but not least I told you I already gave 130k away and we're just adding to it right now um, I, I, I want to I bring up one more person man can I have principal Porter come up here for me please principal Porter Miramar come on I know you ain't know why you was here today. I know you love Jesus, but come on. Come on. Uh, man, I love to see a dude that's sharp, know how to dress, and is a good example for our next generation. Principal Porter, how you doing, brother? So he had no idea that I'm about to do what I'm about to do right now. Me, me and him and some of the team, we had a meeting the other day, and he just expressed his love for these kids. He expressed how he wants them to get the best education. I didn't want nothing to hold him back. And I told him, I was like, man, y'all have been so gracious to us because we wouldn't even have a place to have church if it wasn't for this place. 
And I promised him in a meeting, I'm like, man, if you leave us, we going with you. That means we, we staying together. We going to figure out how to bless this community together. And he would never ask for it, which is why we going to do something tailor-made for him in this school today. We want to bless y'all with all the other things we're going to continue to do in this space. We want you to know that we have your back. And this is a seed to keep a promise that I made to you. We got a check for $3,000 for you to do whatever you want to in this school, bro. We love you. Yo, could y'all give it up for them one time? Y'all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It may have seemed uncomfortable for them to come up here. Because it's uncomfortable when your issues get put out on front street. But man, can I tell y'all as believers, can we start putting our pride to the side? Can there start to be some desperation in some of us? If you need help, man, let somebody know that you need help. This place is not just built on love. It is built on family. And we want to make sure that we could be a blessing to the family. But sometimes, man, as family, we got to get uncomfortable with one another. And I love it because if God has you in an uncomfortable situation today, get ready to live in the comfort of a miracle tomorrow. Sometimes the uncomfortable needs to get exposed in order for God's miracle working power to breathe on the thing that has made you uncomfortable. They didn't walk in here today knowing that a miracle was coming. They was probably waiting like, God, all 2023, I've been waiting. They just came to church and they got amongst family and God did something for them that they could not do for themselves. But sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. Love and action is uncomfortable. And I want to thank you, cool family, for continuing to pour into the house so that we can continue to bless people in uncomfortable situations. Amen? And finally, as the band comes up, love and action is not just close to the desperate. Love and action is, it can be uncomfortable. But love and action requires you to be open. It requires you to be open. Mark 7, 34 through 37 says, he looked up to heaven with a deep sigh and said, I love this. He said to him, Ephatha, which means be open. At this, the man's ears were open, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. And people were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well. And they said, he even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. I love this, this passage because it really shows, it shows something human about Jesus. It says that he looks up and he sighs. He's like, <sighs> like it didn't say, it didn't have to say that he sighed, but I love that Mark gives us that beautiful little detail. Y'all, when you serving people constantly, you notice I, I said the theme of Mark isn't that Jesus is the servant. I said that he's the suffering servant. You know, serving can take a toll on you. Serving can oftentimes feel like a weight. And we get to see a little glimpse of it with Jesus like, 
You ever just get tired and you like, but I love, watch what happens. The Bible says he sighs, but it says that he, he does what? He looks, he says, he sighs, but he looks up. I love this. He sighs because he feels the weight of helping the, compa- of, of helping the hurting. He feels that compassion. He's taking on that weight. But here's a word of the Lord for somebody. When the weight of the world or the weight of the hurting is upon you, sometimes the only thing you could do, look up. Look up. While my Bible reads in Psalms 121, it says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and earth. When it's too much for me, sometimes I got to look up to somebody bigger than me. And I ain't just looking up to somebody. I'm looking up to the maker of the heavens and the earth. I love this. Recognize Jesus is letting us understand in this passage, I'm not just a healer. Hey, you need to understand, I've already been here. I'm the creator. And there is nothing that has been done to you that me, love and action, cannot undo. There is nothing that has happened in your life or no problem that you have that I cannot solve. I, I, I love this because he's trying to let us know I'm the God that makes all things new. So he looks up, why? To acknowledge his heavenly father. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit he looks up to acknowledge his Father and then he opens his mouth to speak. This is one of the differentiators of Mark's gospel because he explains things that a Jewish reader um, would already have an understanding of but a Gentile reader might not have an understanding of. So when he says Ephatha, he explains Mark explains it to his Roman readers who he was writing it for at the time. He explains that it means be opened. Be opened. Upon this, the man was able to speak and hear plainly. Whatever was stopping his lips from speaking was open. Whatever was stopping his ears from hearing was open. Why is this important? Because the man was deaf and mute, but he wasn't dumb. He might not have been able to express himself. He might not have been able to understand what you were saying. But his brain was still working, y'all. How many things had that man seen in life that he just processed internally and could never let out how he felt about it? How many experiences had that man had? And he probably had some of the greatest revelation in the world, but because his mouth was shut, he couldn't tell anybody. How many conversations had he missed out on because he he couldn't hear, but he could have provided another perspective on. He was deaf. He was mute. But he was not dumb. So he had an insight to offer the world that no one could offer. But we hadn't heard about it yet because his mouth and his ears had been closed. And I love this because Jesus says this man must be opened let me show you why Jesus opened him opened him up I know y'all been looking at this all service like what is he gonna do with this when 
when I was young, you know, sometimes my mom would, would try to stroke my ego and she would say, son, I need you to open this jar. Like knowing I couldn't open the jar, but like she tried to make me feel stronger than I probably actually was. So now, nowadays in my own house, you know, when it's a jar that's too tight, my wife be like, baby, need you to open this jar. Man, I walk in all confident. I've been working on my fitness, so I be like, yeah, girl, I got it. I'm like, like, look away. But I can open the jars in my house now. And when you got a jar that's not open, the only reason that somebody wants you to open it because it's something inside that they want to get outside. But I love jars because they're containers. Not just because there's something inside, they also have the capacity to hold more. But if the lid is on it, I cannot get what's inside of this jar and I cannot add anything to this jar. It's not functional because there's something that is keeping it closed when it was created to be open. You see, lids have a purpose. Lids have a purpose to protect the contents of the inside. The interesting thing to me is that so many of us are protecting things on the inside that don't need to be there. And some of us are holding things on the inside that God says, I only gave that to you because I wanted to come out. So I love Jesus because he says, be open. I love our God because he's always looking for a vessel. And there's something in here now that I can get because the lid has been opened. I now have access to this. Why would Jesus open the deaf and mute man? I told you there was a, a perspective that he had that until he was open would never come out. And this is how Jesus works. Jesus doesn't just take the lid off of you. He pours into you. But watch what happens. As Jesus pours into you, you know why he's pouring into you? He's pouring into you because he wants to get what's in you out of you. And I love it because when he gets what's in you out of you, he's like, I'm not done. There's still some stuff in you I got to get out. So I'm going to keep on pouring into you until you overflow. And eventually, you don't even look like you anymore. You begin to look like me because I have opened you and poured what was in me into you. So now what is in you has come out of you. There is something that you have to offer the world. And Jesus is looking at you right now in 2023 and he says, son, daughter, I need you to be open because I placed a deposit of my spirit on the inside of you that the world needs to see. There is something I put on the inside of you that I ain't put inside of anybody else. And if you allow me to feel you, I will allow that thing to come out of you and there will be an overflow. So not only will you be blessed, anybody that is around you is going to be blessed because I got the thing that was on the inside of you, outside of you, to bless the world around you. If you believe it, say amen. But Jesus does not just pour into you to get your gifts out of you. 
He pours into you to get your sin out of you. He that knew no sin became sin for us so that in him we could become the righteousness of God. I got to get the nonsense that's in you out of you. But some of you got your little, you holding on to stuff that wants to kill you when I want to give you life and life more abundantly. I need to get that out of you for you to live up to your full potential. I want to give you everything I deserve and I'm going to take on everything that you deserve. But you can't live in this fullness of life that I'm offering until you get this stuff out of you. Y'all, 2023 is about to come to a close. And there's some people in here today and watching online, you got some stuff in you that only Jesus can get out of you. And the only way it's going to come out is if you allow yourself to be There have been people in this room all year long. You've been so closed off to Jesus. He's like, son, daughter, if you would open yourself up to me, I'll take the hurt out of you and put my healing in you. If you would open yourself up to me, I would take the hate out of you and I will put my love in you. Son, daughter, if you open yourself up to me, I will take the abuse out of you and I will put the caring in you. If you would open yourself up to me, I would take the I don't care out of you and I will put the compassion on the inside of you. If you would open yourself up to me, I will take the curses out of you and I will pour the blessings into you. If you would open yourself up, I will take the death out of you. And I will give you life and life more abundantly. Yo, I don't get emotional because it's a thing to do. When you got compassion on your heart for lost people, you just can't even help it. And in a room this full, I know it's somebody that needs to get something out of them so Jesus can get into them. love is an action it doesn't sit on the sidelines it says I'm gonna Jesus said I'm gonna die on the cross because I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do to get some of me into some of them thank you so much for tuning in to hear more messages like this one please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel and if you like what you heard please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at WeAreCoolChurch. And always remember that you were created out of love.